A large crowd gathered together dances through the streets of the red city of Agmar. There are people of all ages there, some of them wearing masks of different animals and different creatures made out of reeds, but all dancing along in a wild, joyous dance as they go through the city. The parade continues, and the energy continues to raise and rise as it approaches just outside of the Ruby Citadel, the crown jewel of the Red City. There, in the middle of a thoroughfare, is a giant pyre. Stacked ten feet tall, the wood is placed around a strange ziggurat, a four-sided pillar ascending up to the sky. Smoke billows up as the crowd encircles the ziggurat. An old man, human, goes up to a small dais that has been raised in front of this pyre. As smoke swirls around, he seems to clear his throat. He brings a hand up to his throat, and suddenly his voice is magnified magically as he addresses the crowd. Today is the day of returning. Each year we join together as a community to celebrate. We hold this ceremony on the anniversary of our refounders arriving back to the Red City, and we celebrate their bravery, their strength, and their community. But more, we celebrate those that followed them and the new city that welcomed them, embraced them, and regrew with them. The Red City was built on the ruins of a capital from another age. But our new Agmar is built on a darker past, reclaimed for the light by those that choose to be here and choose to improve our city every day, together. Today, under the shadow of the Ember Sage Obelisk, we take our urns filled with thoughts of that which is past and a sacrifice for the community today and offer them up to the gods. We stand, we celebrate, we laugh, we dance here today as a community, as a new red city of Agmar. I welcome you all to the day of returning. Ha <laughs> ha
<laughs> no, it's a fun celebration. What do you mean? I mean, there's dancing, there's games. It's a, it's a there's festival. Masks, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. We're Reckless Attack, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Boom. Fucking rattled it off. I was not practicing all day for it whatsoever. (laughs) I was a little little worried you'd do a mic drop and we'd. These are new ones. They're nice. Yes. I'll get an old one out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A sacrificial mic drop that we can all just pass around. This episode's only like five minutes long and Nathan's (laughs) just gone forever. (laughs) Sorry. Four mics only. Right. Ah, man. Well, whatever. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Nathan. I am your dungeon master here today. Thank you once again for joining us on episode. What is this? Is this episode 36? 36, 36. Of, of Reckless Attack? That is that is a lot. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do the quick math. Is that like, what, eight-ish months of episodes or something like that? Is that uh, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. That's... Uh, yes. That, that would be approximately. Yes. Yes. Thanks again for joining us here on Reckless Attack, everybody. So excited once again to be here with the incredible, powerful cast and crew and players who unfortunately do have one weakness, and that is uh, consuming Drown- liquid. Drowning. Uh, speaking of drowning person, hey, drowning person, quick, introduce yourself while you're still quick, gathering. speak. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Jonathan. I play Jackers the Grung Druid. Uh, I'm enjoying a beer from Off Color Brewing, but it tried to kill me. <laughs> uh, we can't. I don't think we should say that no. if we ever want to have a future yeah. relationship yep. with that particular brewery. That, to uh, be clear, this was Jonathan's own fault. Yeah. He absorbs all culpability, <laughs> legally speaking. Off Color, you can, still, yeah, yeah. you can still sponsor us. It's so good. It's tasty. I enjoy it, but damn it, go. <laughs> Hi, everyone. That's very loud. Hi everyone, I'm David. <coughs> oh God! I think it's all very loud. Also, at this you point, you went down in volume at no, all. No, also no. <laughs> he just retook it. Yeah. Hi everyone, I'm David. <laughs> Still no. And I play Kaskrin Brightmane, who cannot outtakes. control the volume of his own voice today, thanks to this delightful beer from Off Color Brewing, <laughs> who we hold yeah. no way, in yeah, no way yeah. legally responsible for any bad things that but might happen. Is delicious. <laughs> it's going great, you guys. Yep. And to my left. Hi, everyone. <laughs> my name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk. I put a little extra pause in between the names there. Uh, there was a bit of confusion that I read. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> on Twitter a little while ago, uh, it is not, in fact, uh, Sylvester Lynn. Um, it is, <laughs> Which is a good, it, to be yeah. clear, is it a good is character a good name. name. Yes. alter ego, yes. Yes, and so so maybe for the April Fool's Day adventure, you will be greeted by Sylvester Ooh. Lynn. Or uh, the undercover episode. But also, like, uh, uh, my character was Sylvesterlin mixed around with a couple letters. Oh, okay. Ah, no one ever nice. figured that out. And no. nice, now's the nice. time to say it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we'll have to go back and review my notes. Nice. Sophie is just yeah. Sophie is just staring at me. He's yeah. like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> Nevi Lannister? Mm-hmm. Nevi Levanster. My Levanster. Exactly. Yeah, Again, yeah. it's not perfect. There is a couple things that had to be tweaked. It was a good name. Uh, because leading I, you with the N is really what threw me off. Correct. I knew it was something. Thank yeah. you for and again, it's not a perfect. It's not perfect either. And I think I realized afterwards that it wasn't perfect, and that I had fucked it up. It's like, eh, it's that, fine. That's all right. It's uh, you know, another another thing we can uh, tweak I, and we redo can, we, for next uh, year. Yes, yes. Uh, but or we can, uh, yeah, we can give credit to uh, Anna Graham. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So hey, hey, Red City Vagmar Festival Day. Nothing can go wrong. Everybody's having a good time. And uh, I guess for the final introduction, I'll pass it across the table. Hello, 
I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter. We didn't talk about this. We I meant to mention it. it. Be like, what yeah. do we want to do? Mm. You you I play Valeska Carter, who happens to be a cleric. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> the, it. Knowledge, the knowledge the domain. The cleric. Yeah. The arcana domain. That's the, the arcana domain. Yes. No. <laughs> what no further, right? <laughs> no further <laughs> explanation <laughs> shall You don't understand. You weren't there, Jonathan. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, no. What we know, what the what what the secret that Sophie, I, the listener, and whoever edited the episode all know. <laughs> maybe I edit this. Episode. Yeah, maybe it'll be Sophie, or just that portion we haven't figured it out yet. Well, uh, I guess then that's Sophie the Redacted. Oh yeah, yep. that's true. Yep. Sophie the Redacted. Who? Or, or I'm Valeska sorry, Valeska Carter, Carter the yeah. Redacted. The Redacted. No, it's me, Steve. No, it is. Yeah. I take the initiative and win the battle royale. <laughs> that's true. What a good. I title, need to redact. Valeska Carter the Redacted. Yeah, Ooh, right. we'll put it on the short list. Anyway, today is the day of return, the day where there is a large celebration in the city, essentially celebrating its refounding. And it's just what a great time there are. As you guys have seen over the last couple of days, many decorations, there are stalls, there are games, there are group community activities. There is some sort of strange giant pyre that has been lit in the middle of the city, which is like a whole thing. And again, like we said, Nothing bad is going to happen today. I just, I, this thing just popped into my head and I just, that is the perfect name for the undead lawyer of the bones is the redacted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Guys, that's not true. I lied to you. Full disclosure. It's a good day. Nothing bad can happen. On Something bad morning. was definitely going to be happening. No. <laughs> I guess, in all honesty, during the day. Exactly. Oh, 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 wait, I know, I know. The bad thing is that uh, Checkers and Castgren will get into a funnel cake eating contest right. and have indigestion. No, 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 no. And they'll no. vomit. Castgren <laughs> will decimate Checkers in a funnel eating competition. Thank you very much. Yeah, and they'll still both have indigestion. Absolutely. Everyone will be a loser. Mango at the to end. Cheat. No, That's no. the only thing. Mango has to be a right. mandated 50 feet away <laughs> as long established from prior eating contests. Gina just has one whole funnel cake in his stomach and just has not digested it at all. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, there's going to be an attack tonight. The a reckless attack? <laughs> <laughs> We'll get through this intro one day. <laughs> well, it depends on how you want to approach it, I suppose. Because as far as you guys can tell, using the best knowledge that you have, the most resources, all of the research, all of the best guess, all of the consultations with experts inside the city, tonight is the night the Mothman makes its final attack. Create some sort of disaster that presumably will kill many people in the city. Unless some guilders are there to stop it. I will say you guys would have received a note from the town guard saying that they have released the patrol schedule for the day. And based off of what you know about who was attacked, it is probably going to be someone in the bell tower near the bell tower and this strange ziggurat that is right there but don't worry guys you have a whole day of nice festivities ahead 
to really cut loose before all of this happens. I would just like to say that to figure out exactly where it was, Val had like the bulletin board with yarn, but yeah. <laughs> all the yarn was like in circles of like all of the things, like here are the attacks and what that means, yep. like the dark alley, and then like lined the patrols through it. So it's all these like circles and like where they all overlap their Venn, middle of the Venn diagram, which yeah. is pinpointed. Right, exactly. And there's all the bell towers that are all the yeah. like the It's all over a thing. map. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that is that is the best guess that you and the town guard all have about where this attack might happen. Again, very few people know that it is happening in order to not only not create panic, but to ensure that the Mothman attacks don't get worse if it is thwarted. Uh, Or I should say, if people are not there that are supposed to be there, it might get worse later. So your gambit was to let the festival go forward and try to be there in time to stop it. But that is for tonight's Gilders. (laughs) (laughs) The four of you, along with Berga, you all find yourselves standing in front of this, again, this massive pyre that is huge, has a, a tons of smoke. And as you were approaching, you saw these kind of motes of green light, but you don't see that now. It looks like just a gigantic fire. And in the middle of this fire is a several story high pillar. Does not appear to have any markings on it, but appears to be made of obsidian, pure almost reflective black. As the speech ends, a rousing cheer goes up, and you start to see people who are, again, many of them wearing reed masks, holding these clay urns, appear to be walking towards the fire. And you start to see people, in no real order, just kind of as they get to the front, just take their urns and throw them in. Each time one of these urns is thrown in, you see it shatter and a green moat just almost explode upwards into the column of smoke going upwards. And each time one is thrown in, you see a little moat be kicked up. Again, all around this giant black pillar that somehow always stays unobscured by the smoke. And I believe everyone has expressed some desire to go do fun things today. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just just say one thing? Yes. As the, as everyone was kind of Mm -hmm. like in the crowd, um, you would have seen checkers just kind of, you know, standing there participating around with everyone else. But as soon as people start throwing urns into the fire, Basically, you turn around, and the next time you look at Checkers, he's wearing a reed mask and just has two <laughs> urns, one in each fist, and is just like ready to start running into the uh, by the pyre. <laughs> and to clarify, you guys would have all seen these urns like for sale mm-hmm. on your way over. Most of these people who you kind of joined the crowd already had theirs, and you actually would have seen people slip pieces of parchment inside of them as they as they walked over. I'm not going to tell Jonathan or anyone else at the table whether he has taken fresh unused urns or has grabbed two unattended filled urns. I, I will say, about five seconds ago, he did not have either the mask or the urns. 
But then he just like double fists, just like hurls them into the uh, into the fire, and is like <laughs> <laughs> does like a, a dance yeah, does, around does it. Does a dance around it. <laughs> so, because we haven't done a full character description in a little bit, this is a festival. Obviously, it is a fantasy festival. <laughs> it has it has a lot of its own flavor. Thank you very much. Actually, we built a lot of the flavor on our Twitch channel a little bit ago. But I would like to hear from all of you guys, not just a description of your character. Again, the full, I'm talking full physical description, what they're wearing, what they look like. But what's what's your like what's your carnival activity of choice? And it can be as fantasy or mundane <laughs> as you would like. I know what Val's is. Absolutely. I say go for it. Val counts the beans in a jar. <laughs> Val meticulously calculates the volume and amount of there, like beans, gems, I was whatever say. fancy fantasy thing it is, but she counts whatever's in a fucking I'll, jar. I'll, I'll do you one better. Out in front of kind of the museum square, uh-huh. uh, where a lot of these kind of stalls are, just kind of like food, all kinds of stuff. Again, you guys, there's smells of, of delicious food, of smoke, of course, of just people and humanity, and it's loud and joyous, and there's always music going. Uh, but at one of these, I'm imagining a display table, simple, simple tablecloth, and there's a variety of jars and jugs each filled with a different thing. Uh, <laughs> and actually, there are seven different jars. Oh, nice. And each of them has been provided by a member of the Agmar City Council huh. uh, as a weird little, like, yeah. no context given as to <laughs> why the fuck this is a tradition. But each of them has a different thing in them. There would be beans. There might be gems. There might be all kinds of things. And you might know enough to be like, oh, I see why they did that. Or it's like, huh, beans. <laughs> All right, huh. man. Cool. <laughs> I guess they, they forgot they had I, to do this. I was yeah. about <laughs> to say the same, <laughs> same thing from last year. Just yeah, like. exactly. It's like, oh, got a bunch of a box of donuts. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. Uh, absolutely perfect. So you have like a robust option. You know, amount of options. Every single I assume that would be the case, <laughs> but I didn't want to yeah. presume. She's going to guess. And, like, spend time to calculate. Like, she won't count. She will use her math skills on this. <laughs> but instead of putting her name down for all of them, she'll put her name down for one. But then I assume there are small children who come up and are like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to guess the amount of beans. Uh, in fact, whatever uh, yes, a thing. Uh, there would even be a couple of children maybe that you tutored on the way over. Perfect. That you would re- you would run into and recognize. Val will try to convince them to do the math, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which ever kid, please tell me there's at least one does the math. She'll put their name down <laughs> as, who as Val's guess. This is the answer to the question: Why do I need to know this? Like, why do I need to learn math <laughs> yeah. so you can calculate the volume of beans in this jar? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. We'll get back to that. Oh, I have it written down. <laughs> okay. I was also going to ask, like, what does Valeska look like while she is oh, yes. counting the oh, beans? Uh, <laughs> we just got excited. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, David. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, so Val would be wearing her armor because who knows? She just want to have to run back. And again, there's a lot of town guard here. This is a festival where pretty much anyone is wearing whatever they want. That can be the finest clothes it can be people who are farmers who already got up and farmed and still have dirt on them Mm -hmm. 
So no one is looked askance at for wearing armor. Honestly, as guilders, if you want to be like, hello, we're the guilders, that is a valid marketing technique, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so no one would look strangely if you were wearing it, I should cool. say. So yeah, Val is stands five feet tall and has short brown hair that is braided back and is in a clip at the nape of her neck and that's where her hair ends she is wearing her eye mask from her hometown that acts like ancient sunglasses Mm -hmm. and she has a like blue collared shirt on under her leather armor dark blue baggy pants and tall brown boots and she probably has like her shield showing the illustrious atheum symbol, the chalice with an eye over it slung across her back so people could probably like easily identify her with that. But then on her chest, she has the golden tree badge, like freshly polished and shiny. We got to get one of those in our store, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, I need like a little like, like uh, enamel pin. Yeah, exactly. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So, and she's like squatted kneeling down next to the table and has like her notebook out and probably a ruler like yeah i'm imagining that. you're getting like the full like you're walking around the full length of the table mm-hmm. like making sure that there's no weird dents anywhere yeah. mm-hmm. i'm imagining that like some people are walking by take like a cursory glance and oh, like, of course it's, it's this many beans yeah. absolutely yeah. and valeska is like looking at it from like different angles yeah like, different she heights. has for sure picked it up it's like she's like it's not in the rules i can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has argued yeah. respectfully of course yeah, but absolutely. has argued like no, 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 no. There are posted rules over there. It doesn't say you've, anything you, about touching. You've got an estimated weight, and mm-hmm. so so you can compare weight and yep. get the volume. I know the weight of a single bean if I just <laughs> multiply it. Val has quizzed the poor volunteer at this table of what type of bean <laughs> this is. And, it's like some 13-year-old. Uh, every, <laughs> I, I, all, unless I say otherwise, assume Every person working every booth is a disgruntled 17-year-old with too much acne across every species, I don't know, Ms. every ancestry, ancestry imaginable, all of them disgruntled teens, mm-hmm. every one of them. Yeah. So, Kaskarin is a dwarf, and he is a very dwarfy dwarf. <laughs> Think of a dwarf? Yeah. yeah. It's Kaskarin. That's Kaskarin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is a rather, you know, muscular, used to be a soldier kind of guy. He has a long flowing white beard that is braided. All along his skin are these like golden spirals. And then the ends of his arms and his legs are coated in rock due to a elemental event in his past. Uh, namely, the destruction of the city of Lotros. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's not really spoilers, as it is just like a major historical event. I, yeah, yeah, that's true. That people in, know. Yeah, right. right? Like that. Listeners, yeah. you know. Okay. Like, well, I'll, 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 no. Yeah, fuck that. that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna tell I, you. Yeah. I you, want them to know. You dropped a lore when you want. I'm just yeah, saying. Right. This is how I reveal it. Is it. during the day of returning. Yeah. During the festival. <laughs> Casually. Yeah. Well, also about to go into some yeah. carnival game. The funnel cake eating. Right. Yeah. Real. Real ups and downs. No. So. He is, you know, wearing his like reddish full plate armor. He is ready to go to battle tonight. He has his war hammer strapped to his back, and he is a menacing looking soldier on patrol today. He is kneeling down next to something. 
and you can kind of see like the camera swivel around to like his face where he has this intense look of concentration and his eyes are just like going from one end to the other just like following something back and forth and his hand is reached out ready to to snatch something and then the camera just pans back out <laughs> and he is stooped over a uh, a rather small pool of water with a number of wooden ducks floating <laughs> in it and just circling around in it. Lightly agitated. Yeah. Yep. Someone is using mage hands to kind of like swirl the water around. And Kaskrin just looking and all of a sudden he snatches one from the water and looks at it. Ah! No. <laughs> Throws it on the ground in just utter, utter uh, disgust Defeat. and not having picked. The right one, and goes back to looking, <laughs> but can't, can't can't be pulled away. He like hands another like five copper, yeah, to the, right, whatever the it is, and then like goes back to the disgruntled teen. Right. <laughs> Who is... What is the prize that uh, you get when you pick the right numbered Fucking or honor? Star, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, glory. <laughs> there is a small frog plushie that is hanging at the very top of a pyramid. Of rewards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can the prize for Vales be um, a sky whale plushie? <laughs> uh, I I will ask one of the prizes. No, no, no. Uh, no one say anything <laughs> about what you'd like your prize to be. Okay. From now on, and we will resolve. <laughs> <laughs> What happens? Okay. <laughs> Speaking of frogs, let me tell you about frogs. <laughs> uh, I am playing Checkers, the Grung Druid, and Checkers is not one, not two, but three frogs, <laughs> all stacked on top of each other. Uh, but the bottom frog is Mango, a medium-sized rotund boy wearing a, wearing a saddle and a water barrel. Medium-sized large boy. Yes, the largest medium boy. <laughs> Truly uh, fills out that five-foot square right. that you are allotted. Mm -hmm. Checkers is the main blue frog, and he is uh, wearing, from bottom to top, a kilt, a leather cloak, and a tricorn hat. And I always forget about the kilt. My, <laughs> yeah. my mind... He said bottom to top, and my mind was like top to bottom. And I was like, no, why is no. this kilt on his head? <laughs> well, but the top of the very top is Junior yes. sitting in, in the tricorn hat. So I just, I had to go in reverse that order. That makes complete sense. My brain just did not process it correctly. It is correctly. not outside the realm of possibility for Checkers to show up with a kilt on his head. No. Is the problem? No, absolutely so. not. And what Checkers is doing today is he is at the church grounds participating in the wood carving totem uh, competition? Yeah, indeed. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so while everyone else is kind of carving these intricate designs into these large upstanding logs, what Checkers is carving actually looks to be strangely humanoid. And <laughs> Check <laughs> Strangely humanoid strangely, is... Yeah. Checkers is actually pretty good at wood carving. You may have seen him just in the past doing little carvings. He actually carved the night pieces that he gifted to Selv. But as the day goes on, it kind of takes shape. And then Checkers goes out and gathers some more um, garments to put, to, to put <laughs> on his totem carving. He is actually going to make a, a life-size mannequin of Alareth, the P.I. <laughs> tree guy. <laughs> and when Kaskrin goes to his room later in the afternoon, <laughs> he opens his door to just find this wooden tree person standing in the middle of this room. 
and just like, ah, oh, Alarith, what are you doing here? And it turns out it's actually just the totem that, that Checkers carved. It takes me a second to be like, why isn't he moving? Yeah. <laughs> I told you not to, not to like, uh, go into the I, room. I thought we yeah. warded against this. Yeah, right. It's like, Alarith, I told you, like, use the door. Damn yeah. it, it's on. But now we just have our own life-size Alarith just hanging around the field. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Good. I hate it. I like to just imagine Checkers did not wait for, like, judging or anything. No, no. He's like, no, I should take this It was not <laughs> even in the realm. It's like, it doesn't even look like a You just needed the wood. Yeah. You needed the lumber, yeah, and that right, was yeah. it. <laughs> like, this is free, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's my turn. Um, so Selv is actually walking around looking at the different carnival attractions, and he is a silver dragonborn. He stands just under six and a half feet tall. And so he's, generally speaking, a good half foot taller than most of the people that are around, yep. uh, if not more than that. So from his perspective, everything is a sea of hair. <laughs> and so occasionally he has learned to kind of recognize his companions based on what they wear on their yeah. heads, you know, whether it's hairstyle or tricorn hat or or just a the spirals, the spirals. So he's uh, he's just kind of uh, walking around and right now wearing kind of a, a, a loose fitting uh, gi that is made out of different combinations of red and gold. So today is um, it's a mostly red uh, gi because it's that's kind of his more durable one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other <laughs> the fighting gi, the, the yeah. fighting yes. gi. Yes, the one that is mostly gold is more for uh, ceremonial purposes and where he needs to get fancied up. Where you're not going to get blood on it. Yes, exactly. The The red will not show the blood. So uh, that's kind of why he wears that. Uh, and a, a gold sash going across his chest and then wrapping, also wrapping around his waist. The insignia for the Golden Tree Guild is on his part of the sash that is wrapped around his waist. And he's got his, his staff with him and he's kind of using it as a walking stick while he's going through the, the, the crowds. He stops at the one of the carnival games that is, I think most commonly it's known as Jacob's Ladder. Which one's that, that one? That thing you climb? Yeah, yes. the one you climb on. So that, oh my that God, is... Selv, you're too tall. It's cheating. <laughs> he just jumps. Yeah. So that, uh, that is the one that is, uh, it's anchored to the ground at one point. And the top of it is, I think it goes up at about a 45 degree angle. Oh, and it's yeah. anchored to either a tree branch or, or the tree itself mm-hmm. at, at another point, another single point. And then basically there's maybe five or seven Ladder rungs. rungs. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you you start at the bottom and you have to climb up to the top and ring this little little bell. And so he, he's looking at it and he kind of just kind of does a quick up and down of how long that ladder is <laughs> and then looks at his feet and kind of like r- puts his eyes up to the top of his head and uh, just kind of channels Val for a moment <laughs> and does a quick calculation of which rung he would have to stand on in order to ring the bell. And then kind of starts to move forward. And then the the kid in charge. Yep. Uh, just <laughs> kind of put, put, Thank you for kind of, yes. keeping the lore. Yeah. Uh, kind of puts a hand up, basically says, uh, I'm sorry, sir. You must be below this height in order to use this, this game. <laughs> uh, no, actually. And and beyond that, then he says, oh, but but actually we have another one set up around back uh, for the, the more uh, height proficient ancestries and races here on Rixia. Oh. For we welcome... All people here in the red city of Agmar. So uh, I love that he remembered what the ma- the volunteer coordinator told him to say. Hundred percent, exactly. He didn't have to pull out a note card or anything. Yeah. Uh, so, he said it a few times already. So, uh, so Selv will will give a quick bow to the the kid and <clears throat> thank you. 
and make his way around to the other side where I imagine there is a much taller ladder uh, <laughs> attached to a, a larger tree. And basically, uh, you see I, like a Goliath, a Goliath, like, Goliath I was, uh, is, 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 is just trying to trying to scramble up there and then kind of flips around and, yep. and fa- uh, falls <laughs> off. There's uh, there's generally there is a pile of uh, either cushions or hay, hay mm-hmm. uh, underneath. So um, what Selv ends up doing is he walks up there, gets in line, and then he actually doesn't climb it like a regular ladder. He basically steps on the first rung in the middle and just tries to walk up it. Hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, until until he 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 gets to the top, and then he flicks his foot to ring the bell, and then like tips over and and rolls <laughs> off the. Uh, Sir, I'm like, not sure you're supposed to do that, but uh, um. Excellent. I, I love that in a magical world with all of these options and a giant obelisk pyre, we all chose incredibly mundane. <laughs> no, this was perfect. Like, but like it, that would be there, you know, yeah. like these are all things that would be there and still be delightful. Uh, I will add my highly magical thing that I thought of was because Val is so short and Selv is so tall, Val is just doing encode thoughts and she's like jumping in the air a little bit. So that her like ribbon of light is at self face height almost. So you can be seen in so, the crowd. So like he could like find her. So she's just like <laughs> she just like jumps in the air with like encode thoughts like I'm going to the pretzel stand. <laughs> I, it's, I saw Cass go that way. <laughs> it's, it's not even like messages. It's just no. like the thought of like Valeska visualizing herself holding a pretzel and yeah. eating yeah. it. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, I. I'm going to ask <laughs> all of you to make me a D20 roll. I'm going to say for Selv, acrobatics. I am going to say for Kaskarin. Please don't say dexterity. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say dexterity because like, it, feels, it feels like a degree of like mental and timing. Uh, I'll leave you. You can decide what would you like to roll. Okay. I am going to do... Insight, because I'm going yes. to, to to really analyze these ducks. Yep. You can it's, out. You read the situation. Yeah. Reading as, the yeah. situation <laughs> yeah. of wooden ducks. Checkers, do you have any proficiency? I'm proficient in woodcarver's tools. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say you get to roll whatever your dexterity plus your proficiency mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Val, I would say, I don't know, probably just like some sort of intelligence check. Uh, I don't know. Math <laughs> is math, <laughs> math on your character character sheet. The only subject is history, really, but the history. it's intelligence. Yeah, right? Exactly. Why isn't math a skill? Uh, uh, what, what about investigation? Ooh, investigation. Or, or perception. Investigation, I think, because that's that's inten- in- intelligence, right? Yeah. It's investigation. Yeah, this is not yeah, a, a glancing better. look at beans. <laughs> this is a investigation. That's right. You're investigating these beans. These beans. Uh, everyone roll me a d20, please. Guidance. <laughs> I think that's reason. That would <laughs> also, constantly be. I was gonna say, like a like a very. Like, could you imagine how fucking intense it is to be again this disgruntled teen and have a fucking holy cleric who is in <laughs> armor come up, spend forty minutes at your booth, all the while muttering under her breath prayers <laughs> <laughs> to to sharpen her senses. Right, just just but the whole time investigating <laughs> yeah. seven jars. She will take a break casting guidance on herself to cast guidance on the small child she's trying to teach math to. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> uh, actually, you roll me two d20s. The first one will be for for you. 
Oh, and okay. the other one will be for a child. A small town. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we rolled very well narratively. <laughs> for for fun, good times. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyir. Can the gang find Tyir, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the mid-roll. If you're looking for the hottest frog memes around, join the Reckless Attack community on Discord. You can find a link to it in the show notes of our latest episodes or on our website, recklessattack.com. Want to support the show? Tell a friend or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash recklessattack, where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback show as well as our new Reckless to Snacks series, where we eat snacks, hang out, and just talk about whatever's on our mind. Thanks so much for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So I'm imagining, again, this this is all kind of taking place all part of a montage, right? Um, but I'm imagining like, ah, oh, there was a time and place where you guys were all going to meet up together just to be like, hey, let's check in. How are we all doing? We haven't eaten too many funnel cakes yet. Maybe, hey, let's do a quick trip to Pete's Meats, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you guys want to meet up for. Anyone who rolled over like DC 13 or so at least gets a prize. And I will leave it up to you guys for especially for the competitions and stuff as to, you know, adjudicate appropriately. But you guys have all agreed, again, to come together, to meet up again. Maybe it's lunchtime. Maybe it's whatever. Time to begin a a four-person tug-of-war competition. (laughs) Whatever it is you've decided. What all are you arriving with (laughs) after your various games? So, Kaskrin would probably come back with a... Well, so he would come back with lunch, First of all, <laughs> yep, and mostly that involves like four of these just like delectable looking sandwiches, like in the kind of like hoagie roll. Absolutely, uh, that he is cradling in his arm, and he kind of sets them down. But then after setting them down, he also reaches into his pocket and he pulls out his prize from the duck pool. Mm. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he did not get the frog plushie that he actually wanted, but he got a little. <laughs> A wooden disc about maybe two to three inches in diameter, and it has a small duck painted on it. (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. Arguably better, I would say. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay. 
Uh-huh. It's like the kid told me this was a a pog. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. One hundred percent. What I thought you were. Gonna I'm not say. gonna. I'm not gonna include that. But yeah. <laughs> or should you? Yeah. I know that you should. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, David. What does pog stand for? On Rixia. Quick. Quick. Uh, 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 I don't know. I'm bad at improvising. <laughs> It's a very specific yeah. thing to improvise in your defense. You gotta start collecting, get your slammer too. <laughs> that feels like a slammer yeah. if it's like that big. Yeah. But he starts like handing out the sandwiches and Man, stuff. Man, 90s kids are fucking loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously a piece of a game. Yeah. <laughs> ah. this, is, this is why Steve's here. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else go next. <laughs> Sophie's still figuring it out. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say uh, Checkers actually comes back and he has a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was part of this competition and apparently you're not supposed to take the totem off the site because then you get disqualified, which kind of sucks. But I did get this cool thing and he shows up with just a kazoo. He's just like blowing it. It's like, check it out. It's cool, right? What? Yeah. Oh my god. The literal worst. So cool. I'm thinking just like Valeska's looking up in her spell book when she learned silence. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking too. You know, just seeing with that, if that imagery can make things quiet, you know. I imagine like, like. Checkers isn't even like talking to us. He's just yeah. talking to us through the kazoo. <laughs> and that's why you can check our shop right now to buy <laughs> Reckless Attack branded kazoos. So Checkers kind of got a consolation prize, I would say. Uh, I would say so. <laughs> he is greatly consoled. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he wanted. So Selv comes back and he is kind of uh, finishing up what looks like some kind of, of meat on a stick. Probably came from a Pete's Meats booth, <laughs> but that's not the most noticeable part. What you can see is he has little pieces of of straw or hay kind of sticking out of his clothing in various spots, but the full left side of his body looks like it is covered in flour. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, he kind of uh, flicks the, uh, uh, the the stick into a, some kind of garbage receptacle. Oh, thank God. Somewhere. I was worried. It was going to be a litter. Everything was going to fucking change. And, uh, and uh, it, actually, um, it actually hits the side of the, of the garbage thing and doesn't go in. <laughs> and he just goes. <sighs> and wa- walks over, picks it up, and, and puts it back in. And um, he joins the rest of you and... I imagine you're kind of giving somewhat quizzical looks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Selv kind of uh, closes his eyes and just says, It was the darndest thing. <laughs> <laughs> there is a game where you can try to walk or climb up a ladder that is unsteady. I started to climb up and I was doing rather well. But there was a large Goliath carrying a sack of flour that tripped over something, caught the flour bag on a branch, and it split open. And the next thing I knew... And he kind of gestures down to his entire left side of his body. (laughs) And actually, half of his face is also kind of like this white powder. And then he just kind of gestures at himself and says, 
I might be done for the day. <laughs> what'd, you, um, what'd you roll over there, Steve? Uh, so I rolled a natural one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, which brought my total up to six, which is not quite where I needed to be not, for yeah, the DC 13. Ideal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Selv's uh, consolation prize was he went and bought himself meat on a stick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and and decided, to, decided to walk back. My next stop may be at the uh, something in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps kind of patting himself and little puffs of flour kind of <laughs> drift off. Um, before I go into Val's prize... Val was helping a small child, and that small child did not roll well. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't listening. Wasn't listening. So they only got an eight, and I don't think they probably have a modifier for investigation. No, probably not. Um, Or not a a plus five. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I would like to say that they get, like, a consolation prize similar to Cass's, but it's just got, like... um, a bean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a wood, it's a wooden disc with a little bean painted on it. Yeah. I was going to say like a bean Agmar's or a really number. Pause, actually. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it's a collectible item. <laughs> yeah. Festival. Cannon. But yeah, she gets a, uh, a bean puck. <laughs> <laughs> done. Fucking right. done. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Which is um, why you should check out our merch store for our <laughs> Reckless Attack branded pogs. Um, and the second she gets it, she's stoked about it. Like any prize. She's absolutely. super young. She's like goes runs off to find her parents like I got a bug <laughs> <laughs> and her parents are like what, what, what one was it was yeah. one of the rare ones with, yeah. the, with the holographic painting on it and then Val rolled a nat 20 <laughs> <laughs> you get so, the holographic pug yeah. <laughs> the oh, ghost no. bear pug yeah. um, I would just like to say that Val shows up last and she's with Berga and you don't see Val you see the face of Skywell <laughs> above the crowd. <laughs> Just bopping along. Yeah. As Val has a plushie the size of her. <laughs> like, she's holding it up by, like, the armpits of the fins, and Berga has the tail in her lap, and they are both just carrying this giant-ass sky whale. I'm imagining... Like, I, stuffed animals. I'm, imagine, I'm imagining that Val correctly guessed five of the seven... Six. The one, the kid guessed wrong. I uh, got it. Got and it. And Val put her name down for that one. And and it got to the point where like judges had to get together to be like, well, do we do we give her six prizes? Do we do? And like she, they were asking you. And what they said, Alon, is that you wanted. I assume you, Val, wanted a sky whale. Like as if that was all on the table, mm-hmm. that was your your option. And what they decided to do, they made you wait for a couple minutes. Uh, and eventually, they actually got someone a large, actually a large minotaur stomps over, and they explain the situation to him, <laughs> and he's just like sh- like strokes his kind of like you know goaty beard uh-huh. almost, um, and just grunts, does like a big huff, and then waves his hands and casts a spell on it, and it. <laughs> He casts an enlarged stuffed animal, (laughs) (laughs) and it becomes this fucking giant, uh, giant sky whale, and the judges all look back at you, kind of like, eh? Val is just like, (laughs) like, a huge smile, like, yeah! And the minotaur fucking stomps off. (laughs) 
I love that this grumpy ass yeah. made my stuffed mm-hmm. animal bigger. Mm-hmm. There'll, there'll be no living with her now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look what I got! <laughs> Arms uh, above head became hey. so big. At least we're not going to lose her again. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I'm going to have to go back to the guild hall to drop this off. I, I want to see what Valeska's room looks like in like three more months after we clean <laughs> Coloprico, this giant sky whale plushie. Coloprico has their own hen house out back by Hody. Thank you. God, I forgot we had a fucking chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot there was a chick, a canonical chicken on the podcast. Damn. Yeah. Damn. We have a lot of critters and I keep forgetting about yeah, there's right? a chicken. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's Val's price. <laughs> <laughs> Kaskrin has probably been helping like Selv get some of the flour off, just like patting him down and trying to like dust off for his ghee. Yeah, there's there there's enough for probably a couple loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like also like covered in the flour himself now. Val, I'll trade you. I got his kazoo. I'm good. <laughs> 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 Val <laughs> is going to learn alarm to put around her sky. Uh, so, is there anything that you guys would like to do together? And what I'll say is that you've all been provided with a handy flyer of the goings ons of the day of return. So, the day of returning is a celebration of our journey as individuals to reforge this great city into a community. There's not only uh, returning walks throughout the day, but more importantly, there are fun festival activities uh, <laughs> within the city as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are self-defense contests. There are wood totem carvings. There is a scavenger hunt, uh, hedge maze, and a rite of cleansing that happens all day at the Wavis Lake. How dare you skip over the Fair of Progress? Val finds that very fun. <laughs> oh, and you miss the food and fair. It's everywhere. And how can you, Cass, call yourself a dwarf if you do not mention the Agmar Ale Fest? Well, Cassgren was was looking at that, but he really wanted to save the best for last. (laughs) Because between 2 to 8 p.m. at the stills and the walls is the Agmar Ale Fest. (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Turned it into a yeah. like um, early aughts beer ad. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I would like, as we all gather for lunch, like to remind my team <laughs> that there is a citywide scavenger hunt. You hear just a questioning <laughs> from, from, from checkers. Add- checkers, you were made to win this. <laughs> Think of a citywide playground. Where you need to find specific items. You were built for this. You oh. can find anything in this city. <laughs> I may and... have to meet up with you after the um rite of cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> and we just we get clues and we go around the city to find specific things and we gotta be the first ones back. Oh. That sounds fun. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Kaskarin is already looking around to see if there's any other groups in the nearby vicinity that look like they're doing a scavenger hunt. And he's keeping an eye out. Oh, absolutely. I would say that there are several groups of like, you know, one to four people who are like, now that you see that like, oh, this is on, that must be what those people were doing who are just like the most touristy looking people being like, well, I don't know. Do we, 
should we climb? Should we climb the tree? Do you think? Or like, it's probably it's, they probably don't want us to climb the tree, right? And like, there, there's yeah, on John zero on number of people of who are tree. participating, yeah. even casually, in the scavenger hunt. I imagine that's just like a lot of groups like holding their flyers, like like kind of tourists looking around, like exactly. maybe not taking this too seriously. And then it's just like Self, Kaskrin, Checkers, and Waleska, and they're suddenly just like it zooms in, and they're just <laughs> like we're doing this, we're, yeah. we're winning this, yeah. right? Uh, Nathan, I know we get to pick our own prizes for the other things. What would the prize for a citywide scavenger hunt be? It depends on what you roll and how good you role play. So is that the acti- is that the activity? Because if on the scavenger hunt, obviously you'll go throughout the city, you'll get to see a few places and a few other things. But if you're taking it seriously, that's like a hunk of the day for certain. So is that, are you guys all agreed that you'd like to go on the scavenger hunt? I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, speaking of, in, yeah, like, I think that we would be very good at this team. And we have Berga here. She's going to know all the different parts of the city. And, like, there's not a four-person limit. The flyer doesn't say it. We can have five people. And Val's just looking at every, <laughs> making direct <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> With every person, like checkers, yeah, <laughs> you could do this. You've been exploring the city already. You mm-hmm. are ahead of the game. I'm, I'm just thinking. Would checkers have already like found some of the things? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> please say yeah. yes. You like you found them like days ago. Yeah. 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 You've right. absolutely ruined at least one to three. Yeah. of yeah. the items. Yeah. You're supposed sure. to leave them there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I, I already have them. <laughs> I mean, I hope on the flyer there's like a, it's like a stamp or indicator yeah. that this okay. is like a, a thing for the scavenger hunt and I show it to checkers like yeah each thing we need to find has this uh like Agmar symbol on it and he just like turns out some of his pockets from his kilt and like three or four things just kind of like fall out <laughs> that already have the stamp yeah I found these a couple of days ago <laughs> wait what <laughs> that, that would be great if on on the flyer it used to say one thing but it's been scratched yeah, off I know, and that's now it's something thinking. else that's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking because the item was taken uh, do you really think Velasco this is the best use of our time I mean like we are we are seasoned guilders who are looking out for the mo- who am I kidding yes of course <laughs> <laughs> ah I'm kidding ah, fucking, you're goddamn right we're doing this um, I suppose it ooh. would give us a good idea of the city layout and uh, for this fight tonight that we have to do. <laughs> Just to see all good points, all good yeah, points. Reconnaissance. Uh, to sweeten the pot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I need we're, to stoke We're already the doing yeah, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but please, no, sweeten the deal. <laughs> yeah. The prize for the scavenger hunt is you get a night of fully comped food and beverage and tickets to Agmar's premier entertainment, which is the Agmar Arcane Show Spectacular, which you guys may or may not know, <laughs> but is premier dinner theater experience here in the city so the of Agmar. Arcane Show Spectacular, got it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These are yeah. big yeah. deal tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sorry, the... Agmar Arcane show, show spectacular. spectacular. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when Catherine here, I assume hears... it will be absolutely a buttload of fun. <laughs> Here's how we're going to do this. Some of the scavenger hunt items are our items, you mm-hmm. know, truly like, oh, there is a basket or whatever. 
and some watchful guard is making sure that like someone is not coming and taking 18 of them to make sure no one else gets it. Some of them are kind of imagine it almost as a like a riddle or a clue kind of thing. And so you have to find like a landmark around the city that is, you know, at noon, the shadow strikes here, like that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, and there would be someone there who is looking for people and will stamp your your thing for you. Oh, you get official. like a little map and a passport kind of thing. Exactly. Oh, There's nice. like a passport and almost a checklist <laughs> of all the th- of all the things. And you can it is essentially ooh. You have 3 hours where you receive this kind of checklist from I don't know, the official guild scavenger of hunt association. Scavenger yeah. hunters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and once kind of they sign off, they write down a time and that kind of stuff. And then you have to you have a certain amount of hours to get as many as you can and get back in time to have the, to turn in your sheet. So are you guys all splitting up to cover ground? I think that depends on the clues given. One thing I would also like to do in case it helps is actually Checkers would like to use his urchin ability mm-hmm. to help himself and his allies move around the city twice as fast mm-hmm. as a normal uh-huh. person would. Nice. Because he knows all the secret little passageways and uh, shortcuts. So that might help us speed up how many clues we're able to get in that three-hour time limit. So what I'm going to say, each of you will get one clue. Hmm. Correct. Okay. I'll just assume you are able to find a thing because it's, you know, it's made to be participated in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This isn't the Da Vinci Code scavenger. Hunt. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> it's, they want you to participate. Obviously, it's hard to get all of them, but also it's kind of like, ah, and then you get like a community night at the theater, basically. Um, so each of you describe a thing that you find in the city. Val, her clue leads her to the Agmar Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, hers is kind of like a bit of a morbid clue. <laughs> like it's like every year somebody at the medical center gets to like write the clue. And this was clearly like the coroner's year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's like, wow, this is a real downer of a clue. But the prize you find is uh, you have to like find like the coroner's office on the outside of the building and <laughs> being the morbid person they are has just, like, made little graves, and you, like, dig it open, and there's, like, a little toy skeleton. Oh, God. <laughs> that, like, like kind of, like, dances wow. as you shake Incredible. Uh, and in in a nearby bush, you see the city coroner just emerge gaunt, bags under his eyes, pale as the moonlight, and runs his fingertips together and just, <laughs> another one is found, and then slowly dips back into the bush. Val just yells, Great clue. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then runs back to find the group. Selv's clue actually leads him to the westernmost bell tower. And climbing all the way to the top of the bell tower, next to the actual bell that's there, is actually a miniature version of the bell tower and a small teeny tiny bell with a little teeny tiny hammer next to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, Selv kind of like takes the little tiny hammer and rings the little bell three times, just signaling the hour similar to how the uh, the actual 
bells go off. But this is for the three-hour time limit that you have on the scavenger hunt. So it's bing, bing, bing. And then shuffling up the stairs comes the regular ringer of the bells and says, you know, Congratulations. <laughs> here's, here's your token. And uh, hands a, like, maybe quarter-sized disc that burned into it is the, the outline of a bell. It's just kind of like a, um, like, they singed into it. Boy, they were like fucking love pods here. <laughs> yeah. the, cor- the corner did not get the message. He was like, no. I have a vision. Uh, and kind of hands that to Selv and says, good luck. So... I think that Checker's clue would actually take him towards the entrance to the city of Agmar, the main gate mm-hmm. that everyone entered from. What I'm imagining is that <laughs> Peter Brill is actually participating. The in, Hedgehog Guard. Yeah, the Hedgehog Guard is actually participating in the scavenger hunt. Absolutely. Um, he has the day off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know how... When we first came in, they gave us uh, like the fifteen gold stipend or whatever yes. to join the, the for joining the city of Agmar. Uh, Peter Brill is just sort of standing at the entrance of the city of Agmar, hanging out little handing out little bags. But instead of fifteen gold coins, it's fifteen jelly beans, <laughs> <laughs> and just giving them to people. And all you need to do is keep the bag, but you can eat the jelly beans. Nice, <laughs> done, perfect, and great. <laughs> The bag's got like the little like yeah. Agmar logo on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's the perfect size for Pox. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Yeah. It's a prize pack. There's yeah. jelly beans and Pogs. <laughs> I'm also imagining like when the scavenger hunt ends, like there's somebody announcing everything. And then he's like, oh, and um, actually, everyone who got the medical center clue, we do have your Pogs. Yeah. <laughs> that was what you were supposed to get. Checker's Pog is actually just uh, a Pog with the gate of Agmar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. That's Perfect. So, Kaskrin's clue would take him to the front of the Ruby Citadel within mm-hmm. the city. And there is a guard there who is kind of like handing out these sheets of paper. And in them, it looks like there is almost like a brick like design. And you're supposed to like go around the walls of the Ruby Citadel and find like where the brick pattern matches up and and, like look for a specific brick that's laid in there. And so Kaskrin ends up like spending, you know, most of an hour <laughs> looking around through this wall and it's like, is it up there? Is it like over here? And like other people have like come and gone and finished this thing as he's It turns out it. it's the one that's been painted blue. Yeah, right? <laughs> so yeah. He's just like, where is the thing? And like he finally finds it after like such a long period that the the guard actually just comes up and, and just like hands him this, uh, this wooden disc yeah. with like a <laughs> ruby that's been like painted on it. And he's just like, finally. (laughs) (laughs) My pog. My pog. My sweet pog. Uh, Guys, I have bad news. It's not stamps. I think they are just all pogs now, right? You are given a pog when you find the right thing. It's no stamps. It's pogs. <laughs> uh, I would like there to be like an end of year festival at which like the grandest of prizes is for the person who got all the pogs throughout the year at every festival. Or, or it's like each year they sell a commemorative book where you can put in your like <laughs> 2022 Agmar pog collection yeah. and there's right. like a slot for each of them. At least you're the official ones, of course. Um, this is Black Market guys, Pogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of lore that I was really hoping to insert <laughs> into these moments, and this was not it. 
But it's here now. <laughs> and we have pogs. I'm sorry yeah. we ruined your lore with pogs. <laughs> yeah. No, you've enriched it. See, guys, and this is, this is, these are the fruits of turning world building over to your players. <laughs> so you get fucking pogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to do. The, hmm. the scavenger hunt ceremony, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. Everyone, roll me a d6. And we will say this is the amount that you guys get out of 24. But for Checkers having his urchin background, I will give you guys a plus two to your total. Do we get any for him already, already having taken something? Uh, I will g- <laughs> plus 0.5, which down down to zero. You know what? I'll give you another plus one. <laughs> I, I like that character detail. Does anyone else have any other modifiers that they would be interested in arguing for? I would for sure like to use history and insight to be like, Val has studied Agmar and knows a lot of the history that would be used for clues. But also, Val's put on a scavenger hunt in her time. (laughs) (laughs) In all like her work with kids and like back at the illustrious atheum, like Like summer camps. Yeah, like (laughs) she's for sure made scavenger hunts before. That seems reasonable. And like, the brainy kind of not fun ones that get kind of hard. <laughs> it's actually it's actually for 28-year-olds yeah. who are writing their master's thesis. It's all like, it's, it's supposed to be for the kids, but then it's all the camp counselors trying to like one-up each other so with some hard of it, clues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it is in it, other it, languages. Yeah. yeah, got it, 100%. Um, so I would like to use that. history and insight. Uh, I, I am on board with both of that because that is precious character lore to me. <laughs> So Checkers, Checkers' whole life, I would say, is a scavenger hunt. But <laughs> isn't it? Well, you know, when you really think about yeah. it. It's true. But you know who are the ultimate scavengers? Ravens. And Checkers would like to spend some time communing with the ravens uh, to see if they can help him find any of the additional uh, hidden things in the city. He would okay. like to use animal handling. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Just like, hey, did you see anything shiny Chicken, over there? Yeah. Okay. Ravens and crows g- getting all the shiny okay. stuff. Okay. <laughs> I am going to allow this, but <laughs> but I'm looking, for those of you listening at home, I'm not looking at anyone else at the table. I haven't blinked <laughs> since starting this sentence. Jonathan, you cannot have a crow army okay. <laughs> without spending significant resources. Yeah, that is fair. I'll, I'll talk to like one who's just like, has the I, day off. Again, or right now, or like it could also be just like you're noticing crows yeah. who are like, Picking at weird shiny things. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go check out over there. Mm-hmm. And like but I've read too many stories on the internet mm-hmm. of other people who are like, Yeah, over the course of eight months, I trained crows to just bring me money <laughs> or attack cops whenever they come through my neighborhood. <laughs> and like I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying you got to earn it. <laughs> I would say Jerry probably would not do that because he wants the joy of stealing small coins for himself. Fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> and making his own nest. Yeah, he would not rely on other other small creatures to do that for him. But that's how Fair I would enough. like to get an upper hand on the scavenger. Okay. Hunt. So Kaskrin has been going around town after the Ruby Citadel, and because so many of these clues are kind of placed in out of the way places, mm-hmm. there are uh soldiers from the red guard that are also you know the ones like adjudicating whether people got this or not (laughs) Uh also being on patrol and instead of solving most of these puzzles he just comes in with like 
a friendly face and starts making small talk with Absolutely. the guard. Hundred percent. And then like slowly, sl- slowly slips in. It's like, well, you know, I got this like little little thing too. I'm kind of hoping to get a couple more, you know, check marks Fuck. on this fo- on this flyer, right? I love and that. And the guard just stamps it. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you can you know you can effortless effortlessly pick out a town guardsman yep. who is either very excited about their weird guard duty or very not excited about their weird guard duty and you can just fucking pinpoint it yeah he's just looking for the ones that are a little bit bored and need a little company yep and he ends up getting like eight stamps yeah. <laughs> but but is the progress is immediately balanced out by how long you're at yep. the wall yep. <laughs> so you got a normal amount <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a plus two on that one. I love that one very deeply, David. So um Selv's background is Far Traveler, mm-hmm. which essentially the feature is called All Eyes on You. And basically it's he is different enough that where when he goes places, people tend to notice him and he's kind of a curiosity. And so I think you can you can kind of use this to uh, like I'm I kind of imagine people kind of coming up to him and saying you know hey where are you from trying to you know instigate some small talk and yeah. whatever but then he might notice that they're doing the scavenger hunt and have something that he hasn't seen yet and so he'd be like mm, hey where did you get that yeah absolutely huh. perfect then, I love that and then kind of uh, kind of go from there. And not necessarily that they would tell him exactly where it was, but they might help him out with a clue or... Oh, yeah, absolutely. That type of thing. I love that. Uh, You can also get a plus one. And also, everyone gets another plus one for your description earlier of the clue that you got. Everyone, give me a roll. I got three, so that's four with my plus one. No, it was a plus uh, plus two. Oh. Because I liked both of your skills. Oh, okay. So five. Nice. Uh, Checkers rolled a... Th- I got a three, but I get plus three from Urchin and Animal Handling. Uh, and from the scene. So plus four. Hell yeah, seven. Kaskrin rolled a two, but I have plus three from Schmoozin. <laughs> so I have five total. And for Selv, I rolled a five, and that's going to be plus two? Plus two, yep. Is it, okay, so a total of seven there. Wowzers. You guys rolled real good. Uh... It is now the late afternoon. You guys, again, met up for lunch and then started your hot pursuit of the clues around the city. Oh, my gosh. That means I left Burger with the fucking whale. Yes. 100%. Bur- no. Uh... I'm sorry, oh, 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 I'll explain it. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do this to you. And the sun, you know, and I'll actually say it's getting to be kind of later afternoon. And the sun is is on the back half of the day. But the party is still going strong, and we find ourselves back in the museum square. There is a small commotion, even is an undercurrent in the festivities. People whispering, excited, interested. Did you hear? Did you hear? Like, what? What? Already? And eventually... You see someone, again, step up onto just a wooden table and say, Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to congratulate our first scavenger team of the year for achieving the first perfect score in the Agmar scavenger hunt. Congratulations to... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, what was... Who, who were you? We're the Golden Tree Guild. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild. 
congratulations to the Golden Tree Guild. And everyone's like, everyone like, everyone cheers. Like people are very genuinely excited about it. Uh, and, you know, there Mal is- runs up and like jumps to give Selv a high five. <laughs> so excited. And, and Selv will hold his hand out straight. Uh, Mal cannot jump that high. Uh, and we end on- Selv holding his hand essentially parallel to the ground <laughs> as 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 Val runs up in slow motion, freeze frame high five, and in the background, set against the sunlight, the camera fades into focus and sees is that a is that a sky whale <laughs> flying up in the air? Flying? No. It's Val's stuffed animal being carried back to the Golden Tree Guild. By Taroth. <laughs> and that is where we will end this week's episode. We will do more festival next week. And we will get to the battle of, of the Mothman. See you then, everybody. Bye. Bye. That is both the best thing and the worst thing. do is like like lulu and cassie it's, yeah. the that's right, a great part again, of twitter it's the right it's the mm-hmm. right approach i mm-hmm. just all caps at jay and planet arcana every yep. now also and good right but, oh my god i do have to ask jay about a song about a song i made up part of a samosa song because i was high on endorphins while we were eating indian food <laughs> and i was like but jay i need this to be a full song <laughs> jay, could you orchestrate this yeah, please right. thank I you need a i, I want to record it so i can send it to them and be like this is utter ridiculousness mm-hmm. but but please help yeah <laughs> please please help me make this a reality my dream my, the one thing i've ever wanted in my life mm-hmm. turns the out culmination of the podcast <laughs> for this moment Peas and potatoes, yeah. potatoes and peas. Peas and potatoes is the one for me. Because we were debating whether or not a pea and potato uh, samosa or a lamb samosa was better. And Dave and I both agreed, pea and potato. I think that's, I, I agree with that, I think. Though the but ones the, we did get were really good. Sorry, go ahead. I couldn't figure out how to then like get, put it in plum sauce in mm. there. Mm. Great news. I'm sending that to Jay right now. Yeah. So. Okay, great. <laughs> it, now that it's recorded. Yeah. Th- that's right. Just it's put some... a note in there. When I... So yeah. here's here's the, a, a little small peek into my brain. When you no, started, please. please. No, Steve. <laughs> you, when you, as soon as you said samosa, uh-huh. I instantly like thought of the very beginning of The Lion King. It's like, oh. samosa. <laughs> Peas and... But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. There you peas go. Peas and potatoes. Peas and potatoes. Potato peas. Yeah. Don't know. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah. got and I was fire. like, put it in sauce like a boss? I don't know. <laughs> like, Workshop in. Yeah. That plum sauce. <laughs> <laughs> this, is where we, this is why we need Jay, the mm. professional musician. Yes. <laughs> Help, please. Please. <laughs> Put it in the sauce, the sauce, that's plum. Anything else would be real dumb. There you go. See? <laughs>
beats. <laughs> but see, also I have like the beat, like the yeah. melody of pea and potato, and I want to just you want to keep that. with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. now layer on top of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. really get some get some oons in there. Mm-hmm. Do a, do a remix. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> peas and potatoes, potatoes and peas. <laughs> you guys really don't want to start this combat episode, huh? <laughs> no, we don't. Well, we can record it out of order and just yeah. hope you all survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. just do 29 first. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, what a difficult well, that, yeah, that, that was incredible, and I can't believe all this neat stuff we got. Because yeah. <laughs> no. then I'll kill you in episode 29. <laughs> hmm.